This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN, Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Helmsley, the show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. We have a lot to talk about today. The Red Sox did something. What the halfway point of the NFL season? Patriots played a game against the Bills. The NFL trade deadline just passed. The Celtics beating the juggernaut Detroit Pistons twice in a row. Of course, want to weigh in on that. If you want to call and talk about any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or go on Facebook. Go to the official Stadium Experience a Facebook page and check out the Mike Kane Memorial live stream and drop me a comment there whenever. We are now once again without non-microphone audio there, which kind of sucks, but oh well. Also, later in the show, I have an exciting uh, stadium experience-related announcement, a little bit of housekeeping I want to get into. So anyway, once again, you're listening to the stadium experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and we will. S- and with all that out of the way, we're going to dive right in. By the way, Jordan Moment's here with me. Don't ever mention that, but he's here. Happy to have him. Happy to have him on this earth. And... Yeah, let's dive in. That was not my strongest of intros. Also, the show started late this week. So it's 4.12 on a Wednesday here. Started late trying to get the live stream to work. Not too successful. But Jordan, you're here with me. It's been a hell of a day for us here at 90.7 WXIN. Yes, it has. It has been one hell of a day for us here. Us at Anchor TV. Us at the Anchor newspaper. It's been a very, very... Interesting spooky day. Been a very interesting Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween, by the way, everybody. Happy spook day. A lot of that. Had to film a video before this with Josh Percy about, about mm-hmm. baseball. About baseball being or not being America's sport. So we'll have some, have some baseball takes for you today. Don't you worry, people. Mm-hmm. It is a good day for them. And went to see Amaze in Kentucky this weekend. So I was in Louisville most of the weekend. It's an okay city. That's my review of Louisville. Don't go there for any reason. <laughs> just for fun but i mean if you have to go you you can make it work not a single liquor store Oof. for miles could not find one looked around for 40 minutes for a liquor store one night impossible it was amazing couldn't find one but anyway with that stalling we do have you know obviously a big thing to t- cover today that of course being ty montgomery has been traded to the ravens i feel like that's the biggest piece of news here today yeah but, you know, before we get to that, we'll tease it. You know, we'll we'll start off with the lighter stuff by talking about the fact that the Boston Red Sox over the weekend won the World Series. Yeah. Sunday night, you know, took took the World Series, which... In five games. Yes, in five games. Winning against the Dodgers in five games, winning their fourth World Series of this millennia. Most fourth in 14 years. And, you know, I'm happy that the show's on Wednesday this week because everybody else has kind of already done the... The gushing and, and raving, which is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, Jordan, being, being overtly positive about a team doing something, not my strong suit. No. Not my strong suit. So everybody else has been able to do that for me. My my good friend, Matt McCarthy, <laughs> uh, 98.5 The Sports, I did a great little little segment on that after. I just want to shout that out. I sent him an email after. Yeah. Yeah, I know I met a... So good on him. So, you know, the, you know, the, the happier guys. The parade was today. It I did was not today. go. I did not go to the parade. I've only ever been to one championship parade, and that was when the Patriots beat the Falcons. That was fun. That was where I met my sensei. And anywho, so 
The Red Sox winning the World Series. And shutting all the haters up. All the people like me who criticize this team all season. I will give them that. And I will give the Red Sox this, Jordan. You better pay attention. Yeah. I was wrong about a lot of things about that team. Mind you, I don't feel bad that I was wrong about those things. I think you would have been a lunatic to think differently than I thought. I think if before the playoffs, you thought David Price was going to be good in the playoffs, you were a lunatic. If you thought before the playoffs that Joe Kelly was, even if you still think that, you want to tell me you thought it before, I think you were wrong to think that. Because I don't understand how you could have thought, thought that. If you thought that Jackie Bradley Jr. was going to be, you know, the NLCS, excuse me, the ALCS MVP, you would have been a lunatic to tell me that, even though it turned out to be right. So, I'm insulating my takes that way. But nevertheless, I was wrong, and a lot of people were wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, Joe Kelly pitched nine innings in the World Series. Yeah, which... Joe yeah. Kelly was, like, a stud in the World Series. Yeah, real, real, really should have thought, really should have called that one, huh, Jordan? I, we should have. I mean, how dumb are we for not having called that one? <laughs> my Lord, if anybody was out here... A month ago, and yeah, Joe Kelly's going to be a dynamite in the World Series, and you're an idiot for thinking otherwise. I would have been like, no, you're a fool. You're a moron. Yeah. And I still think you're a moron if you would have thought that then, by the <laughs> way. I think that's just that you ignored all facts and data presented. True. To you. Yeah. But that being said. Is, this, is that Josh Percy? The World Series. The World. That being said, Joe Kelly was a stun in the World Series. Nathan Nivaldi. Stud in the World Series. Steve Pierce, World Series MVP. Mm-hmm. Steve almost hit, hit for half of a cycle in his first game as a member of the Red Sox. Hit a single and a double. Wanted to go for the cycle his first game. He didn't. Sadly. He got the easy. Stud. Chris Sale. Not great. Mookie Betts. Barely did anything. At all in the World Series. He had a, he had a useless home run in the last game. But otherwise, they did it. Dave Dombrowski's not getting fired. Yeah. I said before the postseason that if they lose, Dave Dombrowski's getting fired. Fired. Anyway. Dave Dombrowski. (laughs) Not getting fired, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. But now that we have... The gushing in there. Have we gushed and raved enough about the Red Sox winning the World Series? Have we gushed enough? Or do you have any more gushing to do? Because this is very, this is obviously a very positive segment right now. We're we're overflowing. We're we're bleeding red. I mean, I guess we all bleed red. Yeah. We're bleeding green monster. I don't think so. Yeah, I do. We'll never bleed green on this show. I'm a notorious Celtics downer, but we're bleeding. Denying the racist history of Ted Yawkey. I don't know. Point is, <laughs> point is, you know, we're really gushing about the Red Sox right now. Do you have any more Red Sox gushing to do, Jordan? Wow, David Price, not with like a 27 ERA, which is like impressive. Yeah, David Price, like stud in the playoffs, which by the way, David Price after the games. Also, I don't know about this, but David Price tried to talk crap to the media. I'm so conflicted on it. Because on one hand, it's really funny. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's exactly what I expect from him. Mm-hmm. But also, like, him acting like 
the media just like talked bad about me, still trying to act like it wasn't because of his own actions. Yeah. Weird. Saying, like, yeah, the media used to, you know, you guys had all the cards and you really played them. I mean, it wasn't really playing the cards to say that you never had a good postseason start, but nevertheless, he did it. He reversed. He reversed it. Also, David Price opting into his contract last night, which I thought he wasn't going to do till tonight because the deadline for that wasn't till tonight. So I thought maybe we weren't going to be able to report on that accurately. But anyway, so we can. So David Price opting into his contract. And yeah, any more gushing? No. No? So we're now going to turn the. P- so we're never going to talk about the 2018 World Series ever again. Not at all. So yeah, the 108 wins, I guess they meant something. Still think selling 100 win shirts was stupid. But hey, what do I know? And the Red Sox won the World Series. So moving on. There's something much more interesting. That being that this is now a very interesting offseason. And really, this this series made it a more interesting offseason mm-hmm. for the Red Sox. Yeah. And... Obviously, I wrote an article about this last week for the Anchor newspaper. Not two weeks ago now. It was mm-hmm. an issue this week. You know, we talked about this analysis. That the Red Sox are going to have to make a lot of hard decisions in the next two years. Yeah. Obviously. This offseason, right now, and once again, these are guys that I wasn't even thinking about, but now I'm thinking about because of their performance in the playoffs. Nathan Evaldi is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Joe Kelly is a free agent. Steve Pierce is a free agent. The... Steve Pierce is a free agent. Craig Kimbrell is a free agent. Steve Pierce is a free, Craig Kimbrell is a free agent. And those those three guys, like let's three guys are four guys. Avaldi, Kimbrell, no, Avaldi, Kelly, Pierce, Kimbrell. Yeah, four guys. Mm-hmm. Those four guys themselves are now four guys who your approach to them has to have radically changed just due to this World Series and this playoffs. Or at least it's worth discussing if it's changed. Yeah. And that's just in this offseason. And then beyond that, the stuff we already knew, that Jackie Bradley Jr.'s contract is up next offseason. Xander Bogart's contract is up next offseason. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts' contract is up next offseason. Joe Kelly. No, not Joe Kelly. Rick Porcello and Chris Sale both have contracts expiring at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. David Price has now opted into his contract. Andrew Benintendi still has a few more years. What's-his-face also? Raphael Devers also has a few more years. But the Red Sox are going to be facing a lot of decisions in the next couple of years. And it's and I've said for a long time that I've thought for a long time that this team might break. Like, this was the year for this team. Because I don't know what this team's going to look like the next two years now. But this was definitely the year to do it. And they did it. So, like, you know, obviously, like, if you sell out to win a world to win a world championship in any sport, and you trade a lot of your, and you trade your farm system, a lot of your prospects, which they did, and you sell out and you beef up your team to go win a championship, and then you win a championship, and then after that, your team kind of decays a little bit. That's fine. Like, I accept that. Of course, you accept that because you won the championship. I'll have one year of ex of a championship and like four years of being pretty good. But now, you know, now it begs the question: like, can this team? Like, if this team now wants to become a little bit of, like, a dynasty, that's going to be really hard. And there are going to be some hard decisions that have to be made. And once again, just looking at this offseason, like, what do you make of some of these guys now? Joe Kelly, free agent. I would have told you not even a, a, not even a month ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, let him walk. Joe Kelly. You're going to keep Blow Kelly? No, but now, like, do you resign him? Because he's probably going to get money now. 
Nathan Avaldi. I thought he was just a filler guy, but do you, he's probably going to get money now. And he was dynamite throughout the whole postseason. He had six, seven-inning starts all throughout the post. Wasn't even that he had one good series. He was a guy who was coming out of the bullpen. That's a guy. Steve Pierce was the MVP of the series. Craig Kimbrell, on the other end of the spectrum, blew in the playoffs, but still probably will get money from somebody. Yeah, how do you handle these guys, and what, and how do you handle the long-term plan with this team now? Because nothing's guaranteed. And plus, somebody ran the calculations. I read the numbers. This team, if they don't re-sign anybody right now, they are $20 million under the super tax, which is seemingly where they want to stay. They want to stay under that $235 million in payroll. So what do you do if you're the Red Sox? Do you give, do you give Blow Kelly, Joe Kelly, six, seven, eight million million a year for like four years? Do you? Like Joe, right now, like knee-jerk, do you? Joe. Jordan, like right now, knee-jerk, do you? No. I don't either, but also there's an argument to do it. Nathan Navaldi, do you give him four for 50 to 60 million? Four years, 50, 60 million? No. St- Steve Pierce, I think you let walk. Like Steve Pierce, I think you have to let walk. Yeah. Like that one, I don't think. The 35-year-old dude isn't just hasn't just suddenly turned it around. And honestly, I, I think it's better for him to walk because then you just get to live on with that as your legacy. If I'm him, I just retire. <laughs> Yeah, there's which, an argument for that. I'm sure he won't because he's going to be getting money and he's right to do it. I mean, he's right to not retire. I kid. Like, he shouldn't retire right now because he probably has money waiting for him somewhere, even if it's just a little bit. But, like, you know, you can get the next Steve Pierce somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Like, what does this team do? And then you got to think, those, and then Kimbrell. I mean, I would I let Kimbrell walk? Because I do at this point. Kimbrell's been on the decline all year. Now, it's tough to let him walk because it's not like there are other bullpen arms just laying around. But do you take the money you maybe had kind of budgeted to him and then give some of that to Joe Kelly instead? Like that, like that's, but then what? Is Joe Kelly your closer? Like if they go into the next year and Joe Kelly's their closer, do you, are you happy with that? Like right now, sitting on the, after the, you know, on the, on the eve of the World Series. Not on the eve, but following the World Series. I, I, or do you just go, you know what? We got the most out of this guy we're ever going to get. Let's just call it a win and let him walk. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting him walk. I, I mean, I am, <laughs> like, in my heart of hearts, I don't think Joe Kelly's just turned it around. No, not at all. And is now just going to be, like, a dynamite reliever. Doubt it. But if he does and then he is, then you look like a fool. And it's hard to then go, no, because it's not like you're going to be getting Andrew Miller. Or Brad Hand from somebody else. You're going to probably be getting somebody else's Joe Kelly. So there's another part of me that says, well, you're better off with your flawed reliever who at least helped you win a World Series than somebody else's. I mean, I think it does kind of come down to the numbers. But I don't think Joe Kelly's giving you a hometown discount. Joe Kelly's never made money. And teams are, thir- like I said, though, there's no reliever market. So guess what? If a guy's hitting the market who was, you know, gave nine clean innings in the World Series, teams are going to offer that guy money in a market with no relievers. Evo- Once again, Avaldi. there's not a ton of great. There's some starting pitching. You have, like, you know, Patrick Corbin, Dallas Keuchel. There's some starting pitching, but there's not a ton. Like, what, what's the market for Evaldi? Like, I don't know. But usually, 
I just default to there's at least a few stupid teams that'll give a guy like that money. Yeah, and like I said, Nathan Valdi's not giving you a hometown discount. I can't imagine a because you know he's been here for half of a year, and then b like he's never made money ever. He's coming off his rookie scale deal. He made like five hundred grand this year. So, like I said, are you willing to give him money? And then, down next year, I don't think it's a lock you can re-sign Mookie Betts. I don't think it's a lock you can or will want to re-sign Xander Bogarts, Jackie Bradley Jr. Well, it depends. Rick Porcello, Chris Sale. If they go back-to-back, then. Well, if they go back-to-back, but even <laughs> then, if these guys are the same, well, I think, I mean, you have to reload. <laughs> okay, but say, Zan- but say Xander Bogarts has a similar year to what he has every year. Mm-hmm. Like say Xander, but like say he doesn't take like some big step. He has, you know, let's look up his exact stat line this year. You know, another 22, 23 home run season bats, you know, 285 plays decent defense. And then he gets to the market. Xander Bogarts is a Scott Boris client. So he's not resigning until he hits. Like He's hitting the market. He will become a free agent. Like, are you, if, like, if Xander Bogarts just has a normal Xander Bogarts here, do you want to pay Xander Bogarts $25 million? No. Well, if you aren't, well, that's what he's going to command, I imagine. Okay, then do you just let him play out the year and let him walk? <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Do you, up. or do you try to trade him and reload your prospects? I think that's irresponsible, then. I think they have to make, like, all their decisions for the next three years, like, now. It's how I feel. It's like, if I'm them... You have to make, yeah, you have to sit down and literally just like lay out your next, which really, I'm sure they're always laying out like their next three, four, five years of plan, by the way. But I'm saying like specifically, like you have to do that right now. You can't not. Okay. Also next off season, JD Martinez can opt out and, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Jackie Bader has two more years left on his deal. So excuse me. The new, the next Barry Bonds has two more years on his deal, but. Okay then, like, are you then you're not willing to give Xander Bogas twenty five million? Then why let him play out the year when you can try to rebuild your farm system, which is non-existent right now? The Red Sox have like their farm system is ranked between like twenty eighth to like twenty fourth in the league. Like they have nothing, they have no impact players coming up anytime soon. Besides, like maybe like Kopech, who's getting off a steroid suspension. So you know you don't have anybody coming up. So do you trade that guy? Or, or do you resign him? And like I said, J.D. Martinez, he's making far below market value. Because remember, the offseason was kind of picky. Nobody would sign him. Nobody would really sign anybody. Teams weren't really throwing around much money. Which, I mean, maybe that happens this offseason. You can get all these role-player type guys on the cheap, and I was wrong. And you can get, like, Joe Kelly and Evaldi on the cheap, then fine, do that. Like, if the money's not there, and you can just get these guys on the cheap, then obviously you do it. But I'm talking about it from a perspective of assuming you're going to get, like, decent market value. Because that's what you have to plan for if you're the Red Sox. You can't plan for a down market. That's also irresponsible. Like that, That's irresponsible, right? Like, mm-hmm. You can't be like, well, we'll probably be able to get this guy at an egregious discount. You can't plan for that. So, Xander Bogart, like, J.J. Martinez, not making a lot of money. He's making like $23 million. Nothing for a guy who was an MVP candidate. So he'll opt out. And maybe he's willing to resign. I'm sure he's willing to resign here. I think. I mean, the guy was pretty spurred by the way the Red Sox handled it. He has another year like he had this year. I imagine he'll resign, but then 
he's re-signed. You're paying him like real money. Not say 23 million isn't real money, but not. That's not MVP caliber player money. So are you going to be willing to re-sign a 32, 33-year-old J.D. Martinez to a four or five-year deal worth $30 million a year? Maybe three or four. I don't know about four or five. Well, what is that's what he wants because somebody will give it to him. So I don't know. Like, he'll be opting out. you got to make that decision. Then, then once again, going back to it, Mookie Betts. What are you going to do with him? Because he's a free agent at the end of this year. They're probably going to bring him to arbitration. He'll get 20-something million in arbitration, something absurd for an arbitration contract. But that's a guy who will be, who will be the highest-paid player in baseball in a year's time. No doubt. Will he be the highest-paid player in baseball here? Because he's had a chance to sign a contract, but also the Red Sox have had a chance to negotiate with him. But they keep bringing him to arbitration. And there should be a point when Mookie Betts is probably getting a little annoyed at being jerked around in arbitration. Like, I'm sure there's a part of Mookie Betts that would be a little like, hey, like, I was just the MVP of the AL. People are calling me the best player in baseball. Can you just give me a contract instead of dragging me to arbitration and fighting with me over, like, $2 million? So what if he gets free agency and he's not feeling great about you? I think he's a Scott Boris client, too. I'm not sure, but he's... I'll look it up. Listen, like, I I think I'm probably, like... Oh, being a little ridiculous that like, they could probably resign Mookie Betts. But like I said, like, okay, best player in baseball money. Also, c- can you even give that to the guy now who had what one hit in the world series? Who barely did anything in the postseason? That's the other side of it. If he's like, no, I'll negotiate right now. Can you even give him that contract right now? <laughs> Cause I would almost, I almost wanted to go to arbitration cause I want to see him in one more postseason now. So he's still, the other postseasons, he still never did anything. He's never done anything in the postseason. So I almost would want to wait the extra year, but then say you get there and now he's spurred. Now he's scorned. It's tough. And then also, next season, you have Rick Porcello and Chris Sale coming off the DL. Come off the DL. Their contract's ending. Do you want to sign Chris Sale to a long-term deal just based on what we saw now? Where again, he broke down at the end of the year. He was hurt going into the playoffs. He was barely able to limp through the playoffs. He wasn't fantastic. He wasn't great in the playoffs. He was pretty good, but it wasn't giving you any deep six, seven inning starts like you would want out of your ace. Once again, he's a guy who's worn down every year and just slowed down statistically. But now not only did he wear down, he actually broke down. He got hurt and it impacted, it greatly impacted his ability to contribute in the postseason. So do you want to then go, yeah, we want you until your mid thirties. We want to give you $30 million into your late, thir- into your mid thirties. Like even, I love Chris sale, but that's tough. Like that's not a slam dunk decision. That's not just do you have the contract in some, in like a box in Dave Dombrowski's office. You're just waiting for the deadline for him to be able to sign it. That's tough. And then Porcello, I say you get, like, I almost say you move on from Porcello. I would almost try to trade Porcello. Because once again, we're talking about all these guys this team's going to have to try to re-sign or find replacements for, and they don't have a lot of wiggle room. Because like I said, they have maybe $20 million. If they re-sign nobody, 
which I doubt they'll do. They have twenty million dollars before they're at before they are at like at the limit of going over like the super tax, and they have seemingly been really unwilling to do that in years past. So I don't know why they'd suddenly be willing to do it now. The ownership group hasn't been willing to, and that's an ownership decision. Seemingly, they don't want to. So, like, what do the Red Sox do from here? And I've said for a while, maybe, and I wrote about this last week, not to keep plugging my own article, but maybe the best move is just to kind of break it down. See it coming. See that this team is going to lose guys every year here or there. Maybe you lose a Xander Bogarts here. You lose, you know, a Rick Porcello there. You're just losing your pieces. You're not able to maintain the, you know, the 108 win quality team. You probably still have a good team. You still have Mookie Betts. You still have some of these guys, but you can't keep everybody. And now suddenly you're not a contending team. You're not a World Series team. So maybe the maybe the best bet is look at it and go, we did it. We got our World Series. This was always a short window. Let's not fall in love with keeping as much of this team together as possible, and let's blow it up a little bit. And that might be the best thing for them. I mean, does that is that does that sound ridiculous to you, Jordan? No. It's like I said. Also, they have nothing. Like they have nothing, and they can't trade for anybody. Like they can't trade for anybody meaningful. That being said, they made great trade deadline acquisitions of Nathan Avaldi and Steve Pierce for literally nothing. But I, I don't know. I don't want to bet on doing that again. I'm sure Dave Dombrowski would say he saw that in these guys now, but I, I doubt it. I'd call bunk on that, but I don't know. Maybe you break break it down and just rebuild prospects and start getting ready for the next era. But then also, I've said this too, if you do that, does Mookie Betts want to stay here? If Mookie Betts sees he's going to be part of a rebuild, does he want to stay here at the peak of his game? The peak of his stardom? I don't know. You got to account for that. Like, it's just there's so many moving parts here. And it will be, and the Red Sox will have to work very, very hard to keep like a real contending team together. So, well, I mean, what do you think, Jordan? What do they do? Sell the bank. Sell the bank. Sell the bank. Sell the bank. I mean, I kind of agree. I know Red Sox, I mean, I know Red Sox fans don't want to hear that on literally on parade day. <laughs> Like, hey, uh, this is nice. This was fun. Don't think this team is staying together. Yeah, at least at least three of you gotta go. Yeah, like, but like they got the championship. Like, I think that makes it easier. Like, listen, when they traded for Chris Sale, we've talked about for years. Like, you're in the Chris Sale window. He only has X amount of years on his deal. A lot of these guys go up at the same time. You got to win it before then. Boy, now that they won the World Series, now people just don't they don't believe that anymore. Like, oh no, no, they won in the Chris Sale window, so that makes uh, the window longer. Like, no, it doesn't. That doesn't change the length of these guys' contracts. And then also on top of that, like I said, today David Price opted in. Or yesterday David Price opted in. Whenever he did. He opted in like either today or yesterday. I don't remember when. But David Price opted in. I didn't want him to. I knew he was gonna. And listen, <laughs> I know people are riding high on David Price right now, and rightfully so. But still, he opted into the last four years of his deal. <laughs> Making thirty-one million a year. That's a good opt-in. I know that's a good. No, people have been saying this that even if he wanted to, the union would never let him opt out of that. Because <laughs> he's not getting that kind of money on the open market. Nobody is. He's not getting thirty-one million a year on the open market. So you have to imagine the union's like, "Hey, dude, no, you're not taking less money." <laughs> you know, 
Realize it. MLB players never take pay cuts. Ever. They have such a great union. But still, so again, I know people are opting in, but hey, when David Price is 35, 36, 37, do you want to be giving him $31 million a year? No. The Red Sox are going to be. He opted in. And also, this is the other way of thinking about it. If he was a free agent right now, would you give him four years, $124 million? No. That's basically what he just gave himself. That is. That's what it is. Like, oh, I like that he opted in. Well, would you sign him for that? No. Then you don't like that he opted in. Then you don't like it. You like that he's staying. He just had a great postseason performance, but you don't like not, that he... And not much else. But you don't like that he <laughs> opted in. He had like a good seven games out of 170. Well, no. He had a good regular season. He had an okay he, regular. No, the second half of the regular season, David Price was very, very good. It's just that... I didn't care, and I went, I don't care. Show it to me in the postseason. Now, in his defense, I can look back and then go, oh, no, he had a good regular season. <laughs> All right. No, like, I, I don't mind David Price for another year at that kind of money. I would like it to be less, but it's whatever because you have him. But it's the long-term implications. I don't love that, but now you're stuck with that. But, yeah, David Price opts out. You can throw money at Avaldi, Joe Kelly, and, like, Dave Robertson. And then you have those players. You're probably worse off than having, like, a number two starter, but I don't know. It's just, it's almost nice that they didn't have to make that decision. Like, in a way, like, the Red Sox can't possibly screw up the David Price situation because they didn't have to, because they didn't have any control over it. Yeah. So, at least, so almost like, it's at least, like, it's not another moving part. It's a static part. Like, you're just kind of stuck with it. So, that's almost nice just for, like, wrapping your head around all this, but... Like, when I lay it out the way I've laid it out, like, do you feel, like, super optimistic about the future of the Red Sox? No. I don't feel great. And, I don't know, maybe some prospects pop and they become top guys. I can't pretend I know the ins and outs of how this works, but, like, I'm not a scout. Like, maybe some dudes pop and then suddenly they become big, valuable prospects, but, I don't know, uh, how often does that happen? Maybe some of their draft picks pan out. And then maybe they have the next, but right now they don't have anybody to bring up from the minors who's going to be an impact player in the next few years, and they're going to be losing pieces off the major league roster. They just are. Like, there's no way every single guy buys in, takes like some kind of hometown discount, or doesn't take absurd money somewhere else. Like, what are the odds of that? And like I said, do you want these? Like, do you want to give Jackie Bradley Jr. big money? I don't. I don't want to give Xander. I don't know if I want to give Xander Bogarts big money. If he, if he stays the player he is. Like, if those guys pop off, yeah, Dan Bogarts bats like 310 next year and has like 38 home runs. Yeah, of course I'm willing to sign him to big money now. Maybe then you can afford him, but at least then it's an easier decision. You know, you throw him the big money contract, and if he doesn't take it because somebody else offers him the same thing, he just wants to go there, then fine. But right now, it's like, do you even... It's a much more complicated decision. Yeah, like if Jackie Bradley bats 280 next two years and like hits homers and hits some dingers like fine fine give him the money it's just it, it's tough and once again like what happens with Mookie so I don't know it's, it's dicey like the Red Sox have, have a lot of decisions to make in the next couple years but hey I mean they won the World Series like I said like they put them they, they knew what they were doing when they put themselves in this position like it's always been known that like they were gonna like run into this like, like, not this year. It wasn't going to be this year because you didn't think, like, Evaldi and all those guys were going to be guys you care about. But, I mean, I don't think those guys are integral. 
like you can find the next Joe Kelly and all that, or maybe maybe you trade Porcello, open up twenty two million, give some of that to Avaldi, and then give some of that to Joe Kelly. I'd be okay with that. Like right now, would you rather have Avaldi or Porcello? Probably Avaldi. Me too. I think so too. So then have him and Joe Kelly. Fine. Like you sign, you trade that. You sign Avaldi to fifteen million a year, and you give Porcello the the last six seven. Hope that does it. Fine, I do that. That's real easy. But yeah, it's just it's gonna be tough. It is going to be tough to keep this team together. But hey, I mean that's what happens when you win the World Series. Like now you gotta keep everybody. And they have a good manager and Alex Cora, so we'll see what happens. Any closing thoughts on the Red Sox as we bring the end of the parade day chatter? One out of two Boston teams made out of matchboxes in the hopes of just catching a championship. What? I said one out of What's the other one? Celtics. Not made out of match. What are you talking about? The Celtics being made out of matchboxes? Oh, what the Celtics with Jason Tatum on his rookie deal, Jalen Brown on his rookie deal, Kyrie Irving saying he's going to sign a max contract at the end of the year. What are you talking about? Made out of matchboxes? Nah. What are you talking about? They have the Kings pick coming up this year. <laughs> Shout out to the Kings. Yeah, if the Kings pick is between two and five, the Celtics get it. What do you? Watch the Kings be like six. Oh, that'll be then. Then they get the 76ers pick next year, which sucks. But what are you talking about? Made out? The Celtics are not made out of matchboxes. You, you get out of here. You get out of here with that nonsense. Listen, I, I've been a Celtics downer, but I, they're in a bomb position right now. Anyway, any any other closing thoughts? No. Nah. All right, sounds good. All right, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on ninety point seven WXIN. When we come back, we're gonna dive into the. Do you want to do trade deadline or do you want to do the Bills game first? Uh, either or. All right, we'll see what we feel. We'll see how we feel. We'll definitely be talking Patriots or, N- or general NFL. So, once again, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment, cheerily alongside me. And we'll be back after these messages. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Dave from the Dave Matthews Band for Rad. When you go out and party, get drunk, then drive, you're not only loaded, you're a loaded weapon. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. 
volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29 years old and I have a career that I love as a systems analyst. Career. It still sounds cool to say that word. I never could have gotten on this path without a college degree. And if the college me were here, he'd tell you. I never would have gotten to college without Big Brothers Big Sisters. I could have ended up anywhere, on the streets even. But college? Joe Thompson? Not likely. My big brother helped me out. He taught me I could do anything at a time when a lot of people were saying just the opposite. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child, and that can last a lifetime. Start something today at bigbrothersbigsisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Last Company Smoke Shop and Vapor Lounge is Providence's premier smoke shop and vape supply store. Located at 10 Cedar Swamp Road, Smithfield, Rhode Island. Swing by when they open on November 2nd. Last Company Smoke Shop, best smoking supplies in all of our eye. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the Gangsta Rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. I'm Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Here for Rad. Recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Yeah, you know we love it when the music does the talking. And you know, the music stops when someone gets killed. So never, 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 never let someone you know get behind the wheel if they've been drinking. So keep it real, keep it real. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Alice Cooper for R.A.D.D. There's a lot of things we have no control of in this world, but that's not the case with drunk driving. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Think ahead and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives on and so should you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When you're playing pickup basketball and someone tries to make you feel bad about calling a foul, remember, it's okay to call a foul. Don't let anyone make you feel ashamed. They know what they did.
When you're playing pickup basketball and someone tries to make you feel bad about calling a foul, remember, it's okay to call a foul. Don't let anyone make you feel ashamed. They know what they did. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN FM. Point seven WXIN Stadium Experience, Jake Elmsley. Jordan Moment here alongside me. We've been talking Red Sox up to this point. Obviously, World Series champions. But then what? We're going to move away from that. Move away from the baseball stuff. Move away from the diamond. Move into some football stuff. And Jordan. I, I do think I know how I want to do this. We're going we're to start with the deadline stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sprinkle in some Bills thoughts because sometimes I don't want to talk about a game in the middle of, in the middle of a week. Yeah. Sometimes I just get to like Wednesday and I'm kind of done with the game, but I do want to talk to that game. I think it would be better if we talk to that as we go along. So I didn't plan out the show today because today has been a very hectic day. But basically, yesterday, a good mm-hmm. amount of moves were made. A lot of moves for wide receivers. A lot of a lot two big moves made for wide receivers. Also, a couple made over the coming week, and a lot of decent teams making some trades. But with all that, the New England Patriots did not make a single move. In the meanwhile, you had the Texans trading a fourth round pick for Demarius Thomas, the Eagles trading a third for Golden Tate. The Rams trading a pick for Dante Fowler of the Jazz. And basically just looking at that, Jordan, is that we'll get into where both games. Did that t- did that team we saw beat the Bills 25 to 6 mm. Monday night? Did that look like a team that's good and doesn't need to add anybody? It, 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 they could have done with a golden tape. Golden Tate might have been helpful. That's, you know. No, and you look at it, and this Patriots team, you're getting down to the, really, the end of, the, you know, the Brady, I keep talking about windows here, but the end of the Brady window, this team that seemingly, you know, this team that didn't, that traded Garoppolo last year, didn't draft a quarterback this year, doesn't it feel like they're trying to go all in or that they should be trying to go all in? It it seems that way. And, but do, and wouldn't going all in mean really giving up whatever it would take to supplement this team right now, a team that's imperfect? They're still like a good team in the end. They're 6-2 and two right now. Like yeah. They've beaten the Chiefs once, which is one of the teams they'd be playing, but still far from perfect. Far off from other Patriots teams a year's past. Like, this team still feels like they're not playing, like, 
the Patriots usually are playing by, by midseason. Am I wrong to say that? No. Like, are they playing like a Patriots team usually is midseason? No. And, yeah, this team needs help. Where that help is, you tell me. Or I'll tell me. I'll tell you, and then you guys tell me. <laughs> somebody, somebody tell somebody out. No, the Patriots, they need help at linebacker. Yes. Desperately. I've said that forever. Hightower didn't play last night. They didn't look great. Hightower hasn't looked great all year. They could use help, I don't know, in the secondary maybe. Eric Rose going on IR. Real sad. Maybe they need. they could use some help at wide receiver. Not a ton, but Josh Gordon hasn't come as advertised. He's played decent, but mm-hmm. they still could use another slot guy. Yeah. They could use help. Just there are places where this team can use help. And they could stand to get better. Backup backup tight end. Somebody who's not Dwayne Allen. I don't know. A running back. I know I keep, you know, I always crapping all over running backs, but they literally have two on their roster right now. That's all and you need, right? They're not, no, you need four or five to do a bunch of things, and you pay them all vet minimum, but still, they have two right now. And one of them, Kajon Barner, they're not going to use. They just seem intent on not using. And the other one, James White, is probably their second best player on offense right now. Probably their second most important offensive player. Right now. Even more so than Gronk, who's not seemingly having a great year up to this point. Like, now we're at the midpoint. Like, now I feel like I can start, like, taking things away from things. You know, three weeks in, if a player's not playing great, I'm not going to say he's having a down year, but yeah, we're at week eight. Gronk's made good plays here, but has, you know, has Gronk felt like he's had the same impact as he's had, as he has had every year? No. No, and I've been, you know, I've been playing the James White pipe all year. I'm not saying he's better than, a better player than Gronk, but point is, like, I get why they're not trying to run James White into the ground, just because Sony Michelle's out, but yeah, I'd rather them add a running back. I don't want them to give much up because of my obvious, you know, my, how I feel about that. But I'd like them to add somebody instead of, you know, giving it to Cordell Patterson 10 times in a game. You realize that, Jordan? They handed him the ball 10 times. Cordell frickin' Patterson, the receiver, the return guy. They're giving him the ball. It's a real workhorse. Like, I don't know. I'd rather they traded a seventh-round pick for Ty Montgomery than done nothing. And then also, why are they hoarding these picks? Here's, here's the biggest kicker about it. Jordan, they're hoarding all these draft picks, which is usually smart because, you know, you want to keep your draft picks. But what's this team getting out of their draft picks right now? You know what they're getting out of their last of, out of the draft class they just had? Wait, two people. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Literally Nothing. Nobody is playing. Oh, that's true. Isaiah Wynn, not playing. He's hurt. Sony Michelle, not playing. He's hurt. Duke Dawson, not playing. He's hurt. Jawan Bentley, who looked pretty good, not playing. He's hurt. The other guy, the other linebacker, I keep forgetting his name. It's like Christian Sam or Sam Christian or something. Not playing. Braxton Berrios, not playing. Danny Etling, shockingly not playing. But, like... Like, I look at that, I'm like, okay, why are you hoarding these draft picks? They don't do anything. Apparently. And I've been very critical of Belichick's drafting the last couple of years. But 
and well, I know I'm be looking at it. I'm being retrospective here, but now I look at it. Why don't you just trade those picks at, at the at the draft? They'd be better off right now. Like if they're really going all in, because well, they have Brady. Well, obviously they're not going all in. Yeah, clearly, but why? I don't know. If they're not going all in, what? Why not? Because well, what's the future? There's not one right now because you don't have a quarterback. I said at the time I'd rather they had drafted Lamar Jackson than a running back. So I think this, and I, and I, even with uh, with Sony Michelle, I think how he's been doing has more been a product of just good running game and good offensive play than Sony Michelle himself. But they didn't. They're clearly like, oh no, we're gonna go in all in, in on Tom Brady. We'll get some O line help. We're gonna get a running back to bolster the running game, et cetera, et cetera, and make things easier. But they're just like, okay, well, if they're just going on to kind of say now, oh, I need to trade those picks then. Just trade those freaking picks and get actual players. I mean, even the Cowboys traded for a receiver. And that was stupid. It was a stupid trade trading a first for Amari Cooper. And I wouldn't want the Patriots to do that. But to, like they, they did something. The freaking Cowboys who aren't going to even sniff being a contender. Uh, NFC East is kind of... Yeah, cool. Yeah, you can... <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they're not gonna they won't sniff the playoffs, but being meaningful in the playoffs. Yeah, cool, a fun wild card weekend. <laughs> like playing this what, the Cowboys and the Bears in a wild card. No, you're playing like the Vikings or the Saints, probably. Uh. But still, like just, they, they did nothing. What what there's no reason not to do anything. There's none. Like I don't understand why you wouldn't. Why not? Teams were asking too much. What you want? They want a third, and you only want to give up a fourth. Who cares? Who cares at this point? You're not going to draft anybody with that pick, apparently, because you can't draft anymore. Or that's not going to be a player who's going to be really ready to do anything by the time Brady's gone, and you're starting who knows who. Like it's just. And apparently they had they they had a deal going with Denver for Demarius Thomas. And then it kind of fell through because they wanted Denver to take more of the money. Who cares about the money? Eat the money. Like, you can be cheap when Brady's gone. Like, then you can be cheap for a few years, Robert Kraft. Yeah, when you're starting some crap bag. Like, then fine, you can go be cheap then. When you're rebuilding, be cheap then. All the more power to you. And I don't like... To, I didn't really want Demarius Thomas. I didn't really... Don't really think they need need a receiver. But they could use one. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because the offense sucked against the Bills. It did. Like, the offense sucked. They scored 18 points against the freaking Bills. And not even to say that that defense is terrible, terrible, because they have a decent front seven, but the defense isn't great. And then also they kept getting... Drive after drive after drive after drive after drive. And wasn't there a red zone turnover in there somewhere? Yeah. Like the Patriots got the ball in the red zone? There's some free points for you. Like, the offense wasn't good. So maybe like I'm looking at the depth chart and going, oh, I kind of like the receiver. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do need a receiver. I would rather they had traded for a receiver than done nothing. Like, listen, I don't like Demarius Thomas very much. But I take him for a fourth over nothing. Would you not? Like, if you could revise history and give the Patriots Demarius Thomas for a fourth right now instead of the nothing they did, would you? Yeah. Because they're just going to trade that fourth for like three sevenths. 
and then draft guys to the practice, then draft special teamers, uh, then draft a long snapper. Jay, it's nothing wrong with drafting a good long snapper. I would disagree with you, but because you just don't know the value of long snapping. Clearly, I don't know the value of <laughs> Joey Cardona, who missed a snap in the Super Bowl and made the Patriots miss a field goal. By the way, yeah, great long snapper there from the fifth round, Bill. If I'm getting, if I'm dra- if I'm drafting a long snapper at all, he better be like the best long snapper in the league. He better never mess. If I'm spending draft capital on him, that's a position where I'm fine with trying out people. You're gonna draft a long snapper. He better be like drafting a kicker. You're drafting a kicker. He better be sick. I I I disagree. I think you should draft kickers. I think kickers need to be drafted. If they're gonna be sick, look look look, look at the state of kicking in the NFL right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you're drafting a kicker and he's not like a top kicker, then like you wasted that. Like the. My my bar for a kicker that got drafted is so high. Like a, like when Roberto Aguayo went in the second round, are you kidding me? Like you actually better be the best kicker in the league or else it was a waste. Like that was legit. Like if you're drafting like the sixth or the fifth, like you better be pretty good. Like if you're drafting the second, like you better actually be the next Adam Vinatieri. Or else that was a terrible pick. And I was right. Because he also wasn't very good, but he was like pretty good, and so it would have been terrible. So been a terrible. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. But just like, what do they need these picks for? They're not doing anything with them. Like, I think you've lost faith in the Patriots' way. I have a little bit. I've lost faith in Bill Belichick, the drafter. But like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you want me to tell you? Like, why are they hoarding? Like, it's just to do nothing. Well, you don't, you don't necessarily know they're going to do nothing. The, the deadline's passed. They can't do anything anymore. Well, well in the draft. Yeah, but for this season to do I, nothing at the deadline, like, like, like I said, like I'm crapping over this team and I'm saying it's not great, but also like this team could win a, win a Super Bowl just because of what else is out there. We talked about this last week. Really, what else is out there? Like, you have the Rams, which that's a great team, but that's one team, and they haven't done anything in the postseason. Well, if you think about it, it's brilliant, because if, if you're already crappy and every else, other team is crappy, then and you really don't you really don't need to expend okay, capital to get better because you still have a some chance. Of these other, but these other teams went out and got better. I mean, yeah, but The like, Rams went out and got better. The freaking Texans went out and got better. The Eagles went out and got better. Like, the Saints went out and tried to get better. Like, even the Jaguars did something weird to get better, but they still did something. The Redskins did something. Like, it's just, like, don't take any chances. Just grab every season by the balls at this point. Like, Brady's slowing down. Like, like once again, now we're eight weeks in, like, Brady has not looked his best this year. And a part of that's been the weapons, but they've been turning over the ball more. Like, Brady's had, like, a handful of throws, and I'm like, what is he doing? He has. Like, he's had throws, like, where I just, I don't understand what he's doing, and I, that's never happened before with Brady. Like, then, of course, then he goes back to being, you know, Brady and playing well and et cetera, and being great, but, like, it's just, it, the slippage is there. Like, there's been some, has there been some slippage? Yeah. I'm not saying this is his last year. I'm not saying he's going to fall off a cliff, but, like, the decline is there. 
And this is the first time in years I've really noticed any kind of decline, which is a testament to him and et cetera, et cetera, and a TB12 method or whatever it is. But didn't look good in the Bills game. They couldn't do anything against that crappy, crappy Bills team that could do nothing. And once again, kept giving you back the ball. With the amount of possessions they have, they should have dropped 40 on them. It's of a sheer opportunity. It's true, though. Like they were running a high school offense. It was embarrassing. That was terrible. Like they should be fined by the league for being that bad. Seriously, though, like an NFL team was like, yeah, we're going to start Derek Anderson. And the league's like, that's cool. That's good for the league. Derek Anderson put the team on his back. Starting old Derek Anderson, that that's a good idea. He made Buffalo proud. Yeah, really made Buffalo proud. Like, what are they doing? It's just, like, just to do nothing. Not to get anything, not to get... De like, they were playing Grigson at linebacker at one point. Grigson was in there because they don't have any depth at linebacker. Trade for a linebacker. I, I don't know who's available. Somebody's available. Throw, throw picks at it. Because you don't need them. It's just like, it's maddening for them to have done nothing. Nothing. Once again, like none of these moves that these teams made are like mind-blowing. Like, haha, Clinton Dix being on the Redskins doesn't make them a contender. The Jaguar, the Rams getting Dante Fowler doesn't make them, doesn't move up them in a tier. Ty Montgomery, God, the Packers couldn't wait to get rid of him. You know, Golden Tate isn't a game changer for the Eagles. I think Golden Tate's a pretty good steal for the Eagles. Like, no, it's a good trade. Like, he's a really good player. <laughs> I was about to say, it's probably the best player. That's the best player that's moved. And I would love to see him on the Patriots. But still, like, I'm not saying that these teams, like, like now, like, the power, like, the power balance in the NFL has not changed. Because of these teams. But, like, the Patriots have holes. And they could have stood to become better. And instead, all they added was Josh Gordon, like, a month ago. Which isn't enough. Like, and don't try to sell me, like, oh, yeah, well, they added Josh Gordon, so aren't you going to count that? Nope. No. I'm not. Because they could have added more. But they didn't. And now they have nothing. And it's just, like, like, by default, they're going to be in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. So that means, like, you're a contender. So why not just do everything in your power to, like, win it now? Because you can. You just have to be better. Like, it just blows my mind. Really, I know I keep repeating myself, but it just blows my... Like, Jordan, what's the justification for not doing anything? They, they, they don't think they need to do anything. Why? I don't, I don't know why. Like, like, no, but, like, justify it. That's what I'm asking you. Justify it to me. <laughs> I can't justify it. I think it's stupid, too, but... Okay, well, then, like... <laughs> I don't think it significantly diminishes their chance or significantly improves it either way. Sure, but just to do something, like, just so I could feel confident, like, I, I would feel better about this team if they added, like, one more, like, decent linebacker. Like, I would feel a lot better about this team. I would. Like, just these little moves, like, there were little moves that could have made that would have made a pretty big difference. And yeah. Other years where they, this is the first time they haven't made a move at the deadline since 2014. Think about that. They made, they made no moves. First time in four years. Like, I just... Why? Why? And now, like... 
I don't want, really want Golden Tate, but I take him now. I always would have taken Golden Tate. I mean, Tate I always would have taken him, but at I was any like, point in time. Like at the time, it was a good third round pick. That's a lot. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, no not for Golden Tate. I'm not even that. Not for <laughs> this team that can't draft and is getting nothing out of their entire draft class. Literally, think about it. Monday night, not a single player the Patriots drafted this year played. Think about that. Getting nothing out of your draft class. Nothing. You know who else is getting nothing out of the last few draft classes? The Bills. Who also suck. But they almost lost to them. They didn't almost lose. That game was 9-6 at halftime, Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. That game was 9-6 at halftime. The Patriots on offense scored one touchdown against that team. One. Devin McCourty had to score the second. Excuse me. No, Derek Anderson scored them the second. Yes, Derek Anderson. A, he looked down a dude, and then B, refused to make the tackle because he doesn't care about being there. And then got hurt. And then and then still got hurt. Then had 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 the golden boy Nate Peterman and come and finish it off. Seriously, the Bills could have at least, but like still, like Derek Anderson went out of his way to avoid getting hurt and then still got a concussion. Yep. Think about that. Dude walked away from Devin McCourty at the 10-yard line and then still got concussed. Yeah, the Bills imploded this year. They're terrible, which I knew, which I always knew they were going to be bad. They weren't that bad last season. I know, but like they lost like <laughs> half their team. That's true. They lost 3 of their starting alignment from last year. Their starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and like they had another year. I thought LaShawn McCoy wasn't going to play at the beginning of the year. Because remember that? Remember when LaShawn McCoy was in all kinds of trouble? Yeah. That just kind of went away. Like, just what are, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't know. Like, all the, like the Patriots contenders got better. I'm surprised the Chiefs didn't do anything. I thought the Chiefs would be on, like, ha-ha Clinton Dix or something, but they weren't. So, like, I, I would imagine that Chiefs fans are in, you know, Missouri. They're Missouri, right? That's where Kansas City is. The city named after a state in a different state. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they're in Kansas City right now saying the same thing. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, I think the Chiefs are con- the Chiefs are contenders right now. Yeah, but I think the Chiefs all together are probably. Yeah, I mean, they have a long, they have a much longer window. Yeah. But still, like, you never know in the end. Like, you have the right mix of guys right now. Add something to it. You know, and that is a different situation because they have a second-year quarterback. But still, like, what? Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Chiefs have plenty of time. It's, but still, like, it's not going to be your year every year. Like the Rams are adding stuff. They have a third-year quarterback. The Rams have gone all in, like for all off-season. Because the Rams are they're just T-minus four years to a Super Bowl. Out, they're just throwing everything at this at this season for some reason. Not being pessimistic with four years. What do you mean? Oh, that they're going to win the Super Bowl in the next four years. Oh, absolutely they are. Or they have to win the like, <laughs> next two. Yeah. they traded for everything on that team. Remember, they trade like the next two years of first two-round picks. And then, you know, the Raiders, obviously, you know, you're out. But <laughs> Definitely, 100%. John Gruden is straight up playing Madden at this point. Yeah. But he, he can he can sim the season. He's ready. He's like, yeah, can we just sim? Yeah. It's like, Coach Gruden, you can't, you can't sim the season. Sim the playoffs. You, you can't do that, Coach. <laughs> 
You, you can't. You have to actually be at every game. You may have to. You may have to kind of at least like super sim and do like play the moments. No, coach. You can't just play the moments. You got to play the game. People pay. People pay to like advertise during these. You can't just sim them. It's a whole. It, that completely destroys the business model. Oh man. Oh. Yikes! I gotta. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta actually play with this team. I could have like Derek Anderson as my starter. I gotta be throwing to like Seth DeVette. Ooh. Oh, I might have messed up. I might have messed up. But hey, I got like four firsts. But just nonsense. It's nonsense. That the Patriots added nothing. They added nothing like what like what they come up short in like the super bowl then you say at least they got there yeah no you don't say at least they got there <laughs> that's not what we do this isn't <laughs> this isn't like kansas city yeah the chiefs fans maybe go well, at least we got there the 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 last thing any patriots fan should ever say after the super bowl is at least we got there we've got they've gotten there enough times <laughs> yes. only winning it matters come on jordan <laughs> At least they got there for the That's eight. <laughs> yeah, cool. The ninth time. Yeah. I, I'm just happy to be here. Time number nine. Okay. Happy to be there. Okay. That. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to be in here the, the Wednesday after they lose. This. It'll be just like last year when I came in here. I was like, ah, at least they made it. Ah, you benched Malcolm Butler. Okay. You were there. I just enjoyed the experience of seeing my team play in the Super Bowl. The experience of benching the best player on defense. And it's like I always, it's like, it's like, it's like it. I tell my kids, man, like. I can't die until I see the Patriots playing the Super Bowl for the ninth time. I just need to see it. You know, you have a lot of fans around here who are, uh, who are you know, six months old or never seen their team play in a Super Bowl. Hey, man. That's yeah, you got, you got a lot. Pick the flowers while you can smell them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll be saying. I'm happy. No, you're right. I was here on Wednesday. I was like, man, that was just fun. Then pick them again. I got to go out with my friends. Like, and then pick them again. Got to see the Super Bowl. It was down to the wire. Pick and pick them again. I really enjoyed watching the Eagles win. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoy. I really be happy to be there. Really be happy to be there for the Super Bowl, Jordan. What's wrong with you? Happy to be there for the Super Bowl. No, if they lose, I'll be like, wow. Why did you add anything? Wow. Why did you draft a single player who was able to do anything? Are you kidding me, Jordan? Come on. <laughs> do you know how this show works? Have you ever listened to the show? I've, I've listened to it. Have you ever listened to the stadium experience? I have listened to the stadium experience. Yeah, does that, does that sound like an episode of the stadium experience? I mean, not for the Patriots. I'm ha I'd am be happy for them to be there. Please. So, yeah. No, like, I'll be like, oh, cool. Like, hey, maybe you had, like, like when Todd Gurley run, has a, catches, like, an 80-yard wheel route. I'll be like, wow, good thing you didn't add a linebacker who could cover. Wow, good thing you did that. Or like when Chris Hogan drops a ball, I'll be like, wow, good thing you didn't add a receiver. Or when Josh Gordon is off the reservation because he like succumbed to his addiction again, I'm going to be like, wow, really just happy to be here. Really just glad they didn't add anybody. When Jonathan Jones gets turned around, I'm going to be like, yeah, wow, real happy to be here. Just happy to be here. That will be me. That is, mark down the clip. That's exactly what I'll be saying. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Okay, we're going to take a break. 
When we come back, we're going to dive into the Patriots game against the Packers coming up here. We're going to discuss that a little bit. And then we're going to do a little, uh, little kind of NFL recap because we're halfway through the year, Jordan. I'm happy to be here. All right, we'll come back in just a minute. I'm going to apologize to Jordan off air, but we'll see you. <laughs> Stadium experience coming back in just a few minutes. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Terry Nunn of Berlin for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Your lifestyle is your business, but when you drink, you become everybody's business. So be responsible, choose a designated driver. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. What? Right here in the back. Where? Over by the fence. You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Right in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. You know how lonely it is being left day after day, not being able to cruise the reservation? Pardon me? Remember when you got me for the kids? You told them, no, you kids go have fun, enjoy the outdoors, and be careful. Mm, yeah? I really miss it, especially when they put that playing card in my spokes, and I made a really cool sound the faster we went. Um... Well, could you get my tires a little air, dust off my seat, and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. <coughs> oh, you are dusty. Yeah, and I may need a couple of bolts tightened, too. Now let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. Go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org.
Glass Company's Smoke Shop and Vapor Lounge is Providence's premier smoke shop and vape supply store. Located at 10 Cedar Swamp Road, Miss Steel, Rhode Island. Swing by when they open on November 2nd. Glass Company's Smoke Shop, best smoking supplies in all of our eye. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley. Jordan Bowman shockingly still here after that. You are a trooper, my friend. You are a trooper. (laughs) Happy to to have you here, Jordan. I'm happy to be here with you. But anywho, if we cover the Super Bowl, I'll be happy to be there. (laughs) Me personally. Yeah. We get sent down there by the station. But anywho, do we, have the, do we have the funding for that? Oh, I'm sure we can find it. Oh, okay. Anywho, we've been talking Patriots up last segment there. Real happy about the trade deadline. Also, I'm real happy about the future state of the Red Sox. Parade day in Boston. Didn't go. Nevertheless, we're back, and we have more sports to talk about. Also, quick update on, on Job Watch. Mm-hmm. Job Job Gudrun of Real Sports 101, who used to do a segment every every week here. Don't know where he's been. Liked the video. Liked the live stream. So we have confirmation that either Job is alive or at least somebody is masquerading as him on social media. Either or is possible. What? I say either or is possible. It's true. I don't know who would steal Job's account. <laughs> Job was usually much more positive on this show than me, so I don't think like anybody killed him for like his sports takes. <laughs> Maybe not on this show. Mm, ah, yeah. I just haven't read any of his work lately, I guess. He hasn't been publishing a lot lately, so uh, maybe, maybe he made some enemies over there at realsports101.com. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. Yeah. But anyway, so we're going to keep keep our eyes and ears posted for him. But anyway, so we're going to preview this real quick. This Sunday, the Patriots are actually playing a real team. <laughs> yes. Not the Buffalo, but they're not playing a high school team now. <laughs> no. They're not scrimmaging some team's JV team. Yeah. Where you can't touch the quarterback. They're playing the Green Bay Packers. Flawed team. Not really a real team, but a team with a real quarterback. Eh. I would have called the Packers a real team. Packers are kind of a real team. Yeah, to call them a real team, I have to like their coach and roster and organization. (laughs) But I like the quarterback. Yeah. So that's close enough. They're more of a real team than the Bills. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give them that. So... Playing the Packers this week on Sunday Night Football in Gillette. And you want to know something crazy, Jordan? What? Actually, something tragic. Yeah. This is the first time Aaron Rodgers has ever played in Gillette. Oof. Well, that's a loss right there for him. Think about that. <laughs> but isn't that terrible? That's terrible. Like, doesn't that just go to show how bad NFL scheduling is? Uh, yeah, actually. That really does. Like, we have to see the Jet. We have to play the Bills twice a year. And I and the Patriots now play. Aaron Rodgers has been to Gillette once. Is that the Sunday night game? Yeah. It better be the Sunday night game. I gotta look and see if this is the Sunday night game. It is a Sunday night game. I have the schedule up right now. But think about that. Think about that. Aaron Rodgers has been to Gillette, 
has not been here once. The last time the Packers played here, he was hurt, and that was Matt Flynn. Oof. That was when Matt Flynn threw for six touchdowns. Matt Flynn was a stud. Yeah, they made money off that game for about... Remember, remember Matt Flynn was supposed to be the guy in Seattle? Like, they signed him to be the guy. And then they're like, ooh, who's this Russell Wilson guy? Then comes to find out Russell Wilson's basically the best quarterback in the NFL. One of the top ten quarterbacks of the 21st century, yeah. But yeah. Who's somehow still willing that team to be in good. Oh, the Seahawks. Yeah. Like, the fact that the Seahawks are above 500 is mind-blowing. Purely through his own will. Like, it's mind-blowing that the Seahawks are 4-3. and three. Anywho, though. Aaron Rodgers has been playing here. I want to talk about that first. Like, the fact that the NFL needs... I don't know how the NFL needs to revise their schedule-making, but they need to revise their schedule-making if that's happening. Like, I don't know if it's a matter of, like... And I know that people wouldn't think this is fair, but, like, you have, like, every team play, like, their corresponding placement team in the in the opposite conference instead of just playing one division. You do that. Like, you have the Patriots play the first-place team, every first-place team in the NFC. Mm. Instead of playing just... Well they, well, they play six games in their own division, and then well, they play six out. Wait, that works. You play six, six games in the in NFC. Division. You play six in your division. Yeah. You play one. Div- you play one division in the NFC. Yeah. Every year, and that brings you up to ten. And then I think you play one specific division in your own conference, uh, and then you just play like some random games. Okay. But how about instead of playing one division in the NFC, you just play like whatever placement you were in your division. You just play that place team in every other division. Instead, the Patriots are playing the first-place team in the NFC. Every first-place team in the NFC is from last year. That's better than having to play the NFC South. Having, excuse me, having to play the NFC North. Like, I'd rather the Patriots <laughs> play the Rams than play the Lions. And mind you, they lost that game. But still, have them play the Packers every year instead of playing the Buccaneers last year on Monday Night Football. And they, like... They randomly select the NFC division. It they rotate it out like okay, it's like rotate. on a rotation. They rotate what NFC division you play. Okay, but just instead, just play the first place team. Just have all the good teams play all the good teams, and you have more good games. Even still, like if that's the case, like they had a you know, how, many times, how many times how many times have the Patriots played the Packers? Like they played three. them every play couple. Like, of, they played them like three times in like the last like ten years. Okay. They and out of all those times, they haven't been at Gillette. Well, no, they played them at Gillette, like, yeah. eight, Matt Flynn game. Then, like, four or five years ago, uh, they played them in Green Bay. Yeah. And now they're playing them in Gillette. Okay. Like, that's... They played them three times in the last, like, 12 years. That's stupid. That's stupid. Okay. That's even dumber than not trading for anything at the deadline. Okay, I thought it was six random NFC teams and six random AFC teams. No, you play, like, one division every year. I think... Like a, I think every four years they play the Packers. They played the Packers three times in four years. I think it should be every random NFC, six random NFC teams and six random AFC teams. Just have them play the best teams in the NFC. Just have the good teams play the good teams. And then nah. it's, why? That's better. That's better for the league. It's not, I mean, you're, it's not as fair. No, because no one wants to go see like the Cardinals play like the Browns. Nobody wants to see the Cardinals play anybody anyway. Yeah, but like just I don't, have more good games. I don't want to. I don't want two in for the, like. The four fifteen games of you like wind up with the those Cardinals games, but you and the wind Browns up with... when like the Patriots and like the Bills go off. 
Yeah, but like you watch, but like there were still team, but there were still games between the bad teams and the bad teams all the time. At least now you're ensuring that there are more good, there are more games between the good teams. At least you're ensuring that. Yeah, but like just, just but like what? Just to consistently guarantee somebody the, the the torture of watching the Browns play the Cardinals. Just, just don't watch it. I don't watch those bad games now, but instead I'm stuck watching Patriots Bills. Are you kidding me? Think about that. We have watched, in the last four years, we have watched eight Patriots-Bills games, and we have watched, think about that, eight Patriots-Bills games, and we have watched Aaron Rodgers face Tom Brady once. We have watched Aaron Rodgers, we have watched, in that same time span, we have watched Tom Brady face Drew Brees once. We have watched Tom Brady face Russell Wilson twice. One of those was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Think about that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Six. That's so bad for the league. Six random teams. Just have them play good teams. Nah. Like I don't care if it's unfair. I do not. As a Patriots fan, I do <laughs> not care if they have to have a harder schedule than ever. Fans will complain about it. They will bitch about the schedule. <laughs> but you know what? I would rather. I'm going to block out the time either way. I would rather block out the time to watch Patriots Saints, Patriots Rams, Patriots Packers than you know go on a 3-week slog with the with the Patriots play the Texans, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Bears. The Bears are hey. They all they don't have a quarterback. Like my lord. Jordan, how can you not, as a football fan, how can you not want that? How can you not want the best matchups? I'm, I'm trying. I'm saying, I think the six random teams is the best of both worlds. Because as a football fan, I don't want the Cardinals playing the Browns every year. That's just stupid. But these bad teams play bad teams anyway. Yeah, but the bad teams play good teams. Sometimes. I don't care. I'd rather have just more good teams be good teams than have good teams be bad. I don't. I want to watch good teams be bad teams. I'm complaining about it. We get good teams to be bad teams. The Patriots just played the Bills. The Patriots played the Colts like three weeks ago. There's your bad teams to be a good team. And then and then you have some random average team with like an easy schedule. They just glide through and have like a 13-3 and three season. I don't care. And then, then they get blown out in the playoffs. And who cares? All right. Then they get destroyed in the playoffs. Par- there you go. There's your parody for you. You get more teams in the playoffs. There you go. Like... Then you're gonna be mad okay. when the Patriots get placed out because they go like ten and six. There will be people who get mad. I won't. <laughs> I won't get mad. Or you can like intentionally get. Or or if you're at the end of the year and you're like teetering on the edge of either winning your division or be the wild card, maybe you throw a game so you're on the wild card. So then you're second in your division. So then the next year you get an easier schedule. That's illegal. Why is that illegal? Uh, <laughs> it's not illegal to throw a game. You rest your starters. You're like, no, we don't need to win the division. We we just we just want to make the playoffs. We don't care about seeding. We got the rest of our guys. All right. How's that illegal? Teams do that all the time. Okay. Well, okay, it's not illegal, but I know, but like Jordan, like looking at <laughs> I mean, the schedule. I mean, well, 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 bench, well, bench, doing it by benching your starters is legal, not like actually throwing the game. But no, like Jordan, <laughs> like you look at the schedule, you're saying it's best of both worlds. But then, like, just instead of like, you still have Patriots, Colts. Because that's the AFC. But then, just instead of like Patriots, Lions, which once again the Patriots lost. But instead of Patriots, Lions, you'd have. Patriots Saints there. Instead of Patriots Bears, you'd have Patriots Rams there. Way better games. Yeah, but I don't want to see the Patriots get blown out by the Rams. Which will I happen. would! 
I get I get I would get more from watching that game than watching Patriots Bears or in a couple of weeks when we get Patriots Titans or Patriots Jets Dolphins Steelers Jets Bills again. Get rid of divisions in general. I'm sick of the divisions. You know, what? let's get rid of them. Just four best te- just six best teams in the conference make the playoffs. You know, what? let's just tear mm. Like watching Brady beat the Bills for like a thousandth time. Woo! I really get out of bed for that. I really want to schedule my day around that. Like, it's just dumb. Like, it's tragic. Brady has faced Roethlisberger once. I mean, Roethlisberger. Faced Rodgers once. That's tragic. That is pretty bad. That's tragic. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? Brady's faced Breeze like three or four times. Tragic. He's faced Sanchez a million times. He's faced Chad Pennington a million times. Oof. He's faced or the Tanner Hill a million times even. Freaking Ryan Tanner Hill like he's faced Fat Ben Roethlisberger a billion times. Faced Derek Anderson a couple of times. He has now. You're right. Faced him at least once. He's faced Derek Anderson as, at least as many times as he's faced Roethlisberger. Yeah. At least. Oh, maybe. Maybe oh, more. I mean, Did he play oh. him when they were on the Browns? I can confirm one Brady v. Derek Anderson matchup. I mean, but Patriots play the Steelers every year, nah? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, cool. yeah they do They yeah. do play the Steelers every yeah, year. Yeah, it's just they play an overrated quarterback, not one of the good ones. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's not too spicy. I think Big Ben yeah, just needs, yeah. to, he needs to pack it in. That's my opinion. Yeah, but. No, yeah, yeah. Real spicy take there. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. Like, still one of the best quarterbacks, twenty first century though. Yeah, sadly, right? Isn't that sad? But like, for real, top five. Yeah, he is. It's set, like Eli. <laughs> yeah, alongside Eli Manning, which is a real take of mine. But like, I know sometimes my it's it's hard to c- tell which one of my takes are real or not. But that's a real one. But. Like, just, what are we doing? What the hell are we doing here, Jordan? I don't, I don't make the, I don't make the schedule. Ben Rothers. I don't make any sporting schedule. I think basketball probably has the best sporting schedule. Well, because they play everybody, because you play, because it's 82 games. I'm not saying they go to like, yeah, no, you know, actually, yeah, screw it. 31 game season, you play everybody once. <laughs> Can you imagine? There's like Football a t- for 32 There's weeks. like a two month break in the middle. That's disgusting. It's gross. <laughs> That's where the trade deadline is. You have like a second training camp. You can get everybody reacclimated. <laughs> Thirty-one game schedule. This ooh, well, it's a thirty-two week schedule where everybody gets a bye. <laughs> Maybe you could have a couple of buys. No, nah, only need one. You need one buy in the two month break in the middle. All right. The the all the all heel break. The all heel break. The all get unconcussed. That's when you have the Pro Bowl. <laughs> you have the Pro Bowl in the middle. <laughs> That's wild. Like every other, how's it wild? It's what every other major sports, te- every other major sport does. Yeah, and they play for and home every, field in the Super Bowl. And every other sports league is better for it. And you play. I don't think it matters. I think I love it. I love NBA All Star Weekend. I do too. <laughs> it's great. Although, although I'm still complaining that they don't like. I'm I'm still just really peeved, and I refuse to watch the All Star Game until they. Because I like that they're having players pick the teams now, but I really hate that you don't get to watch them pick the teams. 
Yeah. That is the single worst thing on the planet. And I mean that literally. Like, the fact that they don't, and I've talked about this on this show before, so excuse me if you heard this, the fact that during the All-Star, like, they pick the teams, like, and they just hear about them, that sucks. What they need to do is for the All-Star game, you get the two captains, and then you get the rest of the All-Stars to line up in a gym, oh. and they pick teams. <laughs> and the fact they don't do that is the most ridiculous thing on the planet to me. Like, no kidding. Like, I want to watch it. I want to watch these guys. I want to watch them get picked last. I want to watch one of like I want to watch like the 25th best basketball player on the planet feel like he sucks. <laughs> like I want to see that. That's human drama. Everybody can relate to that. Everybody can relate. Everybody's been picked for a sport before and not been happy with where they were picked. Everybody on the planet. And they and they won't do it. It's the dumbest thing. That is the dumbest thing to me. Like that feels like the people would watch it. Do it for like half an hour on TNT. Yeah. I, Everybody would watch it. I'd watch it every year. Yeah, it'd be it would be very fun to watch. Yeah. Just have all the commentators there. Yeah. Just everyone just making fun of or each just, other, having a good time. Not even not even. Just zoning on these dudes' faces while they sweat. <laughs> like last year, are you kidding me? Like the <laughs> could have played mind like Steph and LeBron could have played mind games with each other. <laughs> like, can you imagine if they got to like the third round and Steph Curry was like, Hey, Kevin, get over here. It was like, hey, we like you. We believe in you. <laughs> like, boom, you're in Kevin Love's head that LeBron doesn't like him. Like, it's crazy that they don't do that. It's crazy. In the league where people love all the interpersonal drama, like that's half the appeal of the NBA. Yeah. It's all the dumb interpersonal drama between the players. And you don't let us, and you have to pick the, the, the Pro Bowl let, had a draft. And it was dumb and it didn't work. Because... Because Jerry Rice sucked at drafting. Like his Pro Bowl teams were so bad. You remember that? Yeah. Because he would just pick like O linemen in the first round. It was like, oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. You just pick Odell and you'd be happy with it. Pick like a quarterback. Like he wasn't going to go through four quarterbacks during the game. But still, like, why do they? I'm always so mad about this when I start talking about it. Why do we not get to watch them pick the teams? Give me one good reason. Because the players don't want to be embarrassed. You get paid enough to be embarrassed. You get paid enough to be embarrassed. Put up with it. Because it doesn't matter if you are the 25th best player in the world. If you're getting picked last, like you feel like you're getting picked last. Like that's soul crushing no matter what the context is. Like I could go be part of that game and I should be like, oh man, I hope I don't get picked last. Like, you would line me up and I'd be like, man, I hope, show up they pick me before like Andre Drummond. I'll be really embarrassed if I'm picked last among the NBA All-Stars. Like, oh, man, I really thought that they'd think I bring the same thing to the table as Jimmy Butler. Like, it's just dumb. Like, and, like, don't make it fun for the players either. Like, don't make it, like, they're not in on it. Like, don't let them be, like, in on the fun. Like, they're there to be judged by their peers. And by the world at large. Or no, you know, even, then, like, a couple of years in, like you get to the thing, you don't tell anybody. Then, like right before it starts, you go. By the way, you're picking each other's teams. <laughs> you ever pick each other's teams in a game of pickup? <sighs> that is the most soul. That is psychological warfare. That would be hilarious if they did that. Literally, like last minute, be like, oh, by the way, I like Giannis and Towns. You're picking each other's teams. He's like, all right, sorry, bro, but I think. Uh, 
Wiggins, you're playing you're playing with Giannis. <laughs> like, come on. And then you put something on the line so they have to give each other crap teams? Come on. Come on. Don't let them pick the teams. Do it off screen. I hate that. I hate that. I detest that, Jordan. Are you, are you getting through how much I how upset that makes me? Yeah, you see. Elo's walking in. Elo, come wait, come agree with me on this. The fact that the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. Now they pick the that now like the players pick the teams. Okay. The fact that they do not televise them picking the teams. And the fact that they do not actually like line up all the All-Stars in a gym and then have the two guys who are picking the teams sit there and pick the teams and you get to watch as like the 20 to 25th best basketball players on the planet start to get panicky that they're going to get picked last. The fact that we don't get to watch that makes me so upset. Oh, so you want to see yes. you want to see the 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 All-Star squirm. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. But like Elo, it's so relatable. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that. That's real That's human true. drama. That's, That's true. such easy TV. That's true. That and then I was true. telling you on this too. Like two, three years into it, yeah. right before they start, you go. By the way, you're picking each other's teams. Yeah. You get real mean about yeah. it. Oh yeah. Like I just, it makes me so upset that I don't pick the teams. Oh, like man. it's it's the most ridiculous thing on the planet. But you you basically would see human yes. drama though because. Yes. Yeah, I want to say Kevin I mean, Love. You, you got a guy that basically is like... The 25th best basketball player in the world. Right, and he's like... Looks like he sucks. Really? Like, I want to see Kevin Love standing there like, Oh, man, don't have LeBron to pick me anymore. Or should Kevin Love be picked before somebody else? Like, I don't... Like, I just want to see these guys just feel like crap is And what they I want. just basically look there and just Honestly. like, Yo, uh, no, no, sorry. Like, uh -huh. I know this is cruel. No, but like, oh, I want to see this like James Harden be mad, like he wasn't the first pick. Like I, like I, I just want to see it. Like I want to watch it. So who would be the first pick? I don't uh, care. Of course, that would be uh, LeBron. I mean, no, who's picking the teams? But who's picking the teams exactly? That's the thing. Like you had, there's so much weird, like interpersonal crap in the NBA. Yeah, of course. Like does Westbrook have... pick KD first? Hey. I mean, you can read they, into they, this stuff so guys, much. Guys are real. They'll basically like say, uh, well, his game is on point, so. <laughs> gotta get him on the squad. I gotta get him on the squad. <laughs> That's exactly. what I'm saying. You get to watch it. You get, and then we can just re overly read into this stuff. And yeah. It's like a whole episode. Yeah. Do a podcast on that. Like, I just, I want it. I want it so bad. Jordan is just so disinterested. Oh, Jordan already listened to me go on this rant. But like, yeah. but like, they made them start picking the teams, and then they don't let you watch them pick the. T you line them up in a Y. You go to a Y. You, you actually hey, go to like, like I agree with him, but he he's he's very he's very passionate about it. I know it. he is passionate. You go to a YMCA. You make it a charity <laughs> event for that YMCA. And then oh now it's for the kids, and now the now the players can't be mad about it. So so the kids are gonna sit there like, wow. I mean, uh, well that guy, well that, that Andre guy Drummond guy must really suck. suck. Yeah, nobody's exactly. picking him. Yeah, you, you yeah, it's, it's crazy. Why are all these guys? They're little so kids big. be like, nah, I know how it feels, but damn. <laughs> I mean, these this these guys are professional. <laughs> like I'm telling you, like no matter no matter what the context, if you get picked last, you feel bad that you got picked last. But you would see some upset players. Though. Yes, it would be great. You would see would some. Great. I'm like, oh man, it would inspire beef. Oh, oh yeah, easy. Like you'd see like Steph like have to like pick Draymond like way too high to like 
keep them happy. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, if you're, like, if you think you're gonna see that other team, like, if it's two teams, you think you're gonna meet in the finals. Like, if you had like Kyrie and like, I don't know, like Harden picking the teams. I don't know. You start picking the other team's players to make them be mad at their teammates for not picking them sooner. Uh huh. Like you really get like it's just, there's so much to there's so much to this and they don't do it and it's okay. such an easy half an hour of television. Uh-huh. I will film it. I will produce it personally. Well, the Rock, the Red Sox picked up the option for uh, what's his face. Well, David Price picked up his own. It was a player <laughs> option. He said. Oh. He said I hold all the cards. He's like yeah, I'll take I'll take thirty one million a year. <laughs> yeah, if I'm exactly. Please. I hold all the cards now. <laughs> but yeah. So yep. just. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Predictions for the going back to the Packers game. I don't know how we got on that. Yeah, Packers game. What's predictions good? for Packers. Predictions. Who they playing? Jordan playing the Packers. Jordan score. Thirty-five twenty-seven. Who they playing? Packers. Oh the um the, oh yeah. Packers Patriots in July. I, I'm 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 going with Packers in the end. Really? What are you doing? Twenty-seven twenty-four. Um. I just hate that entire Packers team so much. But at least their quarterback isn't showing slides of slippage. Um. Yeah, I'll go Packers 30-23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll all do right. that. Packers 30-23. I'm all picking right. against the Patriots for the first time all year. Why? But I don't know. I'm just mad at them for not trading for anybody. I want them to suffer for it. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, you want them to get the... Uh, no, I mean, no, I guess Thomas? not. Yeah, I guess not because the Packers traded players away. What are the Packers doing? No, nah, you know, I'm going to reverse that. Yeah, 35-30 Patriots. No. <laughs> yeah. I just realized the Packers traded away two of their starters. He, he was in this feelings here for a minute. No. And he came out of I it. can't. Maybe next week I'll pick against the Patriots. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe yeah. when the Patriots play, who are they playing after? The Titans? Oh, I can't pick against them then either. So are you saying I'm picking against the Patriots against the Vikings, probably. But you, anyway. So, so you say now that the 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 the, um, the NFL now needs that 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 game where the two best quarterbacks go uh, duke it out for it. I mean, the fact out. that that the fact that Brady has played Rodgers once ever. That's what I'm saying. We were talking about that. How the scheduling for the NFL is disgusting. Yeah, it is. The fact that the fact that Rodgers has never been to Gillette is That's disgusting. True. That's is, true. Is ridiculous. Oh, uh, the fact that. The Patriots, like we talk about this, we talk about this the whole last segment. The fact that Brady has played Breeze once in the last four years. How Rogers, did the NFL let that happen? Because the scheduling is broken. It should they you just play one random division. Wow. And it just sucks. But oh. anyway, so that was a recap segment with E Love. That was a recap in the last 30 minutes of the show. Anyway, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Any any lingering thoughts on anything? Um, Rams are still undefeated. They are still. There's an article about it coming out of the anchor this week. <laughs> not written by me, but there's got to be one. No, not everything's about me. Anything else? Any other thoughts? No, that's about it. Any Celtics thoughts? Kyrie looked good last night. He did. Pist- so, Pistons. Shockingly, the Pistons might not be a contender. Yeah, but I, it's only like what game eleven? Yeah, not game eight. Oh. They were undefeated until the Celtics played them. They were six and zero. Blake Griffin leading the charge, baby. Lob City in the Motor City. Lob in those government Him and bailouts. Andre Drummond just, just, just forming a terrible three-point shooting team. It's great. It might rival that the Bulls... It might it might rival the Rondo, Wade, Jimmy Butler Bulls is just not, not a three-point shooting team. Remember that team? Remember that, that team? That team was nasty. That yeah, that's what I said about that team when that I got team formed. Was, I, went, that wow. was a nasty I was like, team. wow, they got Rondo now? How's the league letting that happen? <laughs> you gotta you gotta let Rondo get paired with, with D Wade? 
Ann Butler. This is ridiculous. Didn't I got Robin Lopez? Yeah. I can't remember another team. How the league let that happen. And now, I mean, now look at the Bulls. Now that they're past their heyday. <laughs> now they're losing 150. To... <laughs> now do... they're getting 92 dropped on them in the second half, in the well, first half. As cr- the Warriors putting up 150 is crazy. Clay Thompson scoring 50. Blake Griffin also scored 50 this year. I didn't realize. Clay Thompson needs his own team. Basically. And, uh... You know, it was only game eight, apparently. I thought it was much longer at further nope, we ahead. Got, we, got, we, got, uh, we, got, we got 74 more of these bad boys to go, Jordan. <laughs> and all of them matter immensely. On the road to June. Oh, God. The only thing On that the matters in the June. NBA is, have, is watching them pick the teams in the All-Star game. <laughs> apparently. But it's fine. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Jordan Mullen's been here with me the whole time. Happy to be here with him. Mm-hmm. E-Love was here for a little bit. Then he had to go get yelled at, probably. We'll yeah. be back next week, 4 to 6 p.m. Stadium Experience, right here on 9.7. I forgot to show everybody the logo. Pause the music. Stop it. <laughs> Hold everything. It's not over yet. The show's not over. There's still a little bit of life left in this old program. Hell is this email about? Um, where is it? Here we go. We're going to be debuting the new logo. I'm still waiting to get it resized so I can, uh, you know, use it for my profile photo. But still, we're going to debut the new Stadium Experience logo. And it's going to be very grainy and on my phone. But at least Jordan. So drum roll, please, Jordan. Here we go on the screen. There we go. You... And then, Jordan, you take a look at it. This looks like the stadium experience. It is. That is the stadium. That's the logo for the stadium experience. That was designed by our very good friend, Wiley. So thank you to him. Anyway, back to what we were saying. So we'll be back next week, 4 to 6 p.m., as part of the Radiothon. So we have a 24-hour event going on. I'll just be here in the middle of it. Sign up for my time slot, because I, I have to be full of people. I don't care what 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 homeless dogs need money. They're not ripping me away from you people, so I'll be back next week. Also talking a lot about homeless dogs. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have some guests. Maybe I'll have my dog on. Who knows? So the Stadium Experience with Clyde will be back next week. 4 to 6 p.m. Wednesday. Have a good day. Have a lovely, spooky Halloween. Be safe trick-or-treating. I, I don't care. Don't be safe. Do whatever you have to do. All right. Do whatever. Make, make memories. Does safety make memories, Jordan? Sometimes. Sometimes. So, do whatever you feel is right. Purge your social medias. Be good on... Behave on Twitter. Behave on Twitter. Behave on Twitter. And we will be back next week. Have a lovely rest of your week.